You are listening to a message from Covenant Christian Center, New York City, with Pastor Bayou Isan. Be blessed as you listen. Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Unite my heart, which means the heart can be, sometimes it can be divided. Unite my heart to fear your name. To do, to reverence you, to do as you have commanded me. It says, teach me more about you, how you work and how you move, so that I can walk onward in your truth until everything within me brings honor to your name. Praise the Lord. God desires all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. We know from the scriptures that God testified of Moses and said, he knew my ways. The children of Israel only knew my acts. That is, and it just occurred to me that the only reason that the children of Israel experienced the acts of God was because Moses knew his ways. If Moses had not known the ways of God and discovered the wisdom of God, uh, they would not experience any of those acts. When they came to the bitter waters and began to complain, it was Moses that cried unto the Lord uh, that the Lord opened his eyes to see a tree and he put the tree... Go and take a tree. Go and put it inside water and see if it will become sweet. But he responded to what God showed him. He discovered what? Truth. The reality of what God had prepared. He took the tree, he put it in water, and the bitter waters became what? Sweet. All the children of Israel knew to do was to just complain, to murmur, to grumble. But Moses knew that was not, that is, God, show me how to get out of this situation. Show me how to turn this bitter situation into a sweet one. Don't complain at how bitter it is. And grumble and murmur. That is not faith. That is not an expression of faith. That is not an expression of the living God in whom you are supposed to trust in. Moses knew he just came to God and cried and he lifted up his eyes unto the Lord. Until the Lord showed him a tree. The day dawned. The morning star rose up in his heart. He had come into a knowledge of the truth. And that truth is what delivered them from a bitter experience. If you look in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 12 to 17, this shows it very clearly. The difference between just a knowledge of scripture and a discovery of truth. And this was in the time of Elisha. And the Syrian king was at war with Israel. And any time he planned a strategy to destroy Israel, God would reveal to Elisha the way Israel was not supposed to take. And so it got to the point where the Assyrian king was like, ah, who amongst you is a spy that is revealing secrets to Israel? Are you with me or are you with Israel? And then one of them answered that it's none of us. There is what? A prophet in Israel. Amen. If we understand our prophetic destiny, you will understand God will give us insight into things that people do, that they do not expect us to know. Amen. He will give us answers to situations. He will bring, out, bring us out of danger that people are planning against us. He will bring us into an abundance that we could not have imagined. Amen. This kind of lifestyle begins in the place of prayer. Meditation on the scriptures, but praying until the day dawns. See what it 
was said. It says, one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. That is somewhere no one should have access to. It says, he tells the Lord himself that God knows how to, God is a revealer of secrets. Amen. He said, if they are planning something against you, God will tell you. He will show you things to come. He will guide you into the knowledge of truth. You will, amen. So he said, go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. Just for one man. But this was a man that was hearing from who? From heaven. That was the difference. One man came with an army, chariots, multitudes. And the other man had an ear that hears from heaven. One had the power of God, the other one had the power of man. The power of God will always defeat whatever is the power or the strength of men. When you're operating in the power of God, there will be no fear, there will be no anxiety. When you know you are hearing from what? Heaven. Look at what happened. And this is where I'm coming to in concerning the knowledge of truth. It says, and, this, and when the servants of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servants said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? What was happening? He was afraid. They were completely surrounded, outnumbered. Hundred to one. So he answered, do not fear. That was Elisha's answer. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. How many times have you quoted that those that are with us are more than they that are with We say that all the time. God says, those who are with us, says, don't be afraid. What gave Elisha that confidence? What gave him that boldness to declare and make that statement? What we call scripture today. What caused him to make that declaration? Do not be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. In the natural, that makes no sense. Because it was just Elisha and his servant Gehazi. And here was the Syrian army with horses and chariots surrounding the city just for one man. It doesn't matter how many will come against you. If you are here in heaven, that battle, you've already won it. It doesn't matter the mountain. Amen? It doesn't matter the number of mountains. Doesn't matter the obstacle or the wall, no matter how high it is. If you are hearing from heaven, that mountain will become a plain. That wall will come down. Says, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I'm sure he hasn't looked at him like, what is this man saying? Has my master lost his marbles? But what did Elisha do? Again, this is the key to truth, to the discovery of truth. Look at what Elisha did. Says, and Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray. Open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Amen. 
What had the young man come into a discovery of or into a knowledge of? The reality. Truth. Do you understand? The prophet's servant had come into a knowledge of truth. How? When Elisha prayed, Lord opened his eyes to see the reality of this situation. That is, take his eyes off the natural and let him look upon that which is internal. Says the, this, he says, this light affliction worketh for you an eternal weight of glory while you look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are what? Not seen. For the things that are seen are what? Temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. His eyes were opened to eternal things, to a spiritual reality that coexisted with that natural, that natural occurrence. What we want to enter into is God open our eyes to the, spiritually, the spiritual reality that exists right now even as we live day by day upon the earth. That will cause us to say we do not fear. Amen. That will cause us to say we are anxious for nothing. That will cause us to say I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I know all these things that everybody is chasing will be added unto me. You come into a discovery of truth. The reality, a spiritual reality that God wants you to experience. But you will not experience it until your eyes are what? Opened. And your eyes can only be opened if we pray, Lord, teach me. Lord, open my eyes. Lord, open my ears to hear from you. That's why faith is described as the evidence of things not seen. And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word that God is speaking into your heart. The truth that God is depositing in your inward parts so that you can walk in his light. Same thing happened with Abraham when God commanded him to send, send Hagar and Ishmael his son. Abraham just sent them with bread and one bottle of water. I don't know how that's going to last for two people in the desert. Amen. That's all they had. And it got to a point where Hagar thought they were going to die. Ishmael was going to die. She put him across. She didn't want to watch him die. And the Bible says she, she cried out. She cried out. That's Genesis chapter 21. It says when they had used up the water in the skin... And she placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven. We need to hear God call unto us out of of heaven. The Bible says, do not refuse him who speaks from heaven. And she said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not. Again, here it is. Fear not the current situation. Fear not. For God has heard the voice of the Lord where he is. Arise, lift up the Lord and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. Amen. God opened her eyes. She came into reality of what God had provided. 
She wasn't psyching herself to believe it. God opened her eyes to see it. Amen. When God opens your eyes to see it, it, will, it won't be like you're not, it, it won't be your imagination trying to say maybe God is watching. No, 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 no. It will be clear, just like watching TV. There will be no confusion about it. It won't be like, hey, I don't know if it's, I'm in the spirit, I'm in the spirit. No, no, no. Nothing like that. It will be clear like watching TV. Do you understand? The eyes of your spirit will be open to behold what God has prepared. Said, what ails you is the question I ask you today. What ails you? Says, fear not. Let God open your eyes to see. Pray the Lord to teach you the way that you must go. Says, God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. Same way God opened the eyes of the young man to see the chariots of fire. Just the same way God opened the eyes of Moses to see a tree to put into the bitter into the bitter water. It says, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. So God was with the lad and he grew and dwelt in the wilderness and became an archer. Knowledge of truth. Knowledge of truth. We see it in the life of Jesus. Amen. The scripture says in John chapter 3 verse 21, he who does the truth or he who practices the truth comes to the light. Amen. That his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done or produced through God. They have been produced in God. He that practices the truth doesn't hide it. He lets everyone clearly see that these deeds, the actions that are being made manifest, have been produced in God. That is what you are seeing in my life has been produced in God. As I was driving, it just the, the thought dropped in my heart that what people call miracles is actually truth that is being made manifest. That it is heavenly truth, heavenly reality that has entered into the earthly realm into the natural realm. What people say, oh, that's a miracle. That is just heavenly reality that has entered into the earthly realm. That's what we call miracles. It's just a heavenly reality, a heavenly truth that has entered into the natural realm. A supernatural reality that has entered into the natural realm. That's all a miracle is. And with that consciousness, you will know that God wants us to live a miraculous life. There is a miracle that God wants to bring into your life each and every day. Or Robert used to say, there is a miracle coming towards you that will go past you each and every day if you don't lay claim on it. If you don't seek it out. A miracle is not something, it is just a heavenly reality that has entered into the natural realm. We see this even with Jesus Christ. When he fed the 5,000. Amen. When he fed the 5,000. What did they have? Five loaves and two fishes. Can that feed? Some of us can eat five loaves and two fishes by ourselves. Amen. But this was 5,000 men, not counting the women and the children. But Jesus already knew what he was going to do. He said, what do you have? Don't despise what you have. What do you have? What Jesus demonstrated was, look, with what you have, we can meet this impossible need. Impossible in the natural. With what you have. With five loaves and two fishes, he miraculously fed 
5,000 people. 5,000 men. That is, he brought a heavenly reality into their natural experience. The abundance of God. Supplying all your need according to his riches in glory. If you have a revelation of that word, that is, you will not, you will not even think you have a need. What am I saying? We must ask God, open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your law. Open our eyes to discover the miracles in your word. That is, open my ears to hear your voice telling me the way to go. Morning by morning, open my ear to hear as the learned. Amen. That's what it says in Isaiah. Open my ears to hear as the learner. That is, I want to learn from you. Open my ears to hear from you. Incline your ears. That's what it says in Proverbs. Incline your ears to my words. Incline your heart. This, I'll show you in Proverbs. Jesus showed, he fed 5,000. Another time he fed 7,000. Amen. He did the same miracle twice. Show you miracles that he produced. Amen. Because the truth has not changed. The reality is the same. Praise the Lord. The reality is the same. But his disciples at one point, he said, let's look at it. In Mark chapter 6, verse 49 to 52. said, when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and raised a deep shriek of terror. This is the Amplified. For they all saw him and were agitated, troubled, filled with fear and dread. But he immediately... But immediately he talked with them and said, Take heart, I am, I am. He declared his name. Stop being alarmed and afraid. And he went into the boat with them and the wind ceased. And they were astonished exceedingly beyond measure. For they failed to consider or understand the teaching and meaning of the miracle of the loaves. In fact, their hearts had grown callous, hard, had become dull, and had lost the power of understanding. That's why they were afraid. They couldn't understand how a man could be walking on water. They didn't understand a heavenly reality had transcended into the earthly realm. What we need is for heavenly realities to enter into our earthly experience. People will see us and wow, this is miraculous. Mark 8, same thing. Jesus was warning his disciples, says, Beware of the leaving of the Pharisees and the leaving of Herod. And the Bible says he was in, they had forgotten to take bread. And they reasoned amongst themselves, saying, It is because we have no bread. This is after he had performed the miracle of feeding 5,000 and feeding. Another 7,000. Now they were thinking, that, oh, it's because we forgot bread. And this is what Jesus' response was. Being aware of it, he said to them, why do you reason because you have no bread? Where is, why is your mind going there? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketful of fragments did you take? They said to him, 12. Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said, seven. So he said to them, how is it that you do not understand? Why don't you get it? That I brought a heavenly reality into your earthly experience. 
Why are you thinking that I'm talking about bread? That's why the scripture says, be anxious for nothing. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding. That peace is not a feeling. Amen. It's more than a feeling. Say, oh, I'm at peace now. No. The Bible says, my thoughts towards you are thoughts of what? Peace. That peace that passes all understanding is the thoughts of God coming into you. God will show you the things that make for your peace so that you're not confined, so that you're not bound. That is, when God gives his peace, the wisdom that comes from above, it's first of all what? Pure. Then it is what? Peaceable. It is the wisdom of God that coming into your inward parts. We need to begin day by day to call upon God. Spirit to spirit, fill me. That was the prayer of Paul to the churches. Fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The knowledge of truth is the knowledge of God, the reality of God. Amen. Not just a mental ascent that God exists, but you truly experiencing God in your life. That it is evident. It's not theory, it is experiential. That you say this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in my eyes that I did nothing to qualify for this. That's why when Peter had that abundance, the sheep, or, or his boat being filled with fish, he says, depart from me, I'm a, I'm a sinful man. Because when God's miracle comes, you yourself, you will, you will know that you don't qualify for it. Amen. It says, fill me with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of my what? understanding, being enlightened, being opened, being flooded with light, so that I may know certain things. I may know the hope of your calling. I may know the riches of the glory of your inheritance in us as saints, and that I may know the exceeding greatness of your mighty power towards us that believe. According to the working of your mighty power, which you walked in Christ when you raised him from the dead. That is the prayer. Open my eyes to see, open my ears to hear, so that I can walk in the knowledge of truth, in the reality that God has prepared for us. It says, fill me with the knowledge of your will. How? In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It is possible, which I can't get there today, we'll get there next week, to be learning and learning and learning, the Bible says. Ever learning but never coming into a knowledge of truth. It is possible to learn scripture and not come into a knowledge of truth. But that is not our portion. We will not be like the disciples who had eyes but did not see and ears. That You will cry unto God, open my eyes to see. Open my ears to hear. Put your wisdom in my heart so that I can walk in your truth. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you thanks and praise. We bless your holy name. We ask that you open the eyes of every one of us here to begin to perceive spiritual realities so that we can walk in your truth. Open our ears to hear your voice so that you can lead us in the way that we must go. The voice of a stranger we will not follow. It is only your voice that we shall follow in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, reveal unto us by your Spirit that which you have prepared for each and every one of us. Walk in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Join us every Sunday, 10 a.m. in the Royal Theater at the Producers Club, 358 West 44th Street, New York. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Covenant Christian Center, NYC. Stay blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ.